0: Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. I'm your host Mike and joining me are panel members Nick and Patrick as we look back at a very satisfying trip down to the dump that is Southampton where some unexpected Vieira tactical changes paid dividends and Wolf scored an injury time winner that had the entire away end erupting and the rest of the stadium escaping like there was a fire drill. Okay, hello gents. Nick, how are you doing? Not had the the best of times. I'm doing really well.
3: Doing well. Uh, it was the first game I missed yesterday away game, so I had all the joys of trying to trying to um find a way to watch a match. But I did. But the, the stress of it just reminded me of why I started going to the games rather than that fifteen minutes before it. But no, no, it was good. It was very good to get um a different perspective on the game because it's the first Palace game I've watched on telly. So you watch it slightly differently. And I didn't have any alcohol either, so I've, hopefully I've got more of a. An idea of what was going on in the game. Um, you just you mentioning uh, the lineup? I'll I'll talk about it in a minute.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, okay. I just want to make it clear: you obviously weren't watching an illegal stream because that wouldn't that wouldn't be allowed. You're watching a presumably you'd gone to another country quickly and you'd watch.
3: Yeah, I I I, I had a friend who was periscoping it from a stream in uh, South <laughs> Korea for me, so that was good. So actually,
0: it wasn't a stream; it was a phone call. Okay, I don't know about the legality of that, but uh, Patrick, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> good, good to be back, be
4: back. It's been a while.
0: It has. We haven't been on a show together for ages. Before we start, though, I do want to bring up the fact that uh, producer Sam, Yay. Um, long-suffering producer Sam and yes. her husband Adam have had their their first baby, um, and as yet unnamed Uh, little girl so congrats to them both um put up some pictures she'd been taking beautiful yeah yeah it's beautiful little kids and she had been taking pictures of uh uh, at Selhurst as she went through her pregnancy which we shared on Twitter quite amusing um she hasn't chosen a name yet they haven't chosen a name yet we're trying to think of something around Wilf uh Wilf Wilfina and I thought
3: I still maintain it should be Guess, Yeah,
0: maybe. I was thinking of other Palace names, so oh, jo- wow. Jordan Clacker after Jordan Much, um, Much Much <laughs> Clacker after Jordan Much, <laughs> um, Adi Akinbaye Clacker. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you updated on what name they choose. That, that's got to
3: yeah. be that Adi Akinbaye Clacker. <laughs> that's that's like that's magician language. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, and there's a good chance that she could draw up to score more goals for Palace than than he did. So, um, excellent stuff. Yeah, just a, a few little bits of Palace news this week. The under-18s finished um, finished off with a two-all draw against the Chelsea under-18s. They've maintained their their uh, status as third place team, but their dreams of the title are, are now over. There's two games left. Patrick, did you did you see that game?
4: I, I did. Um, Chelsea very good team, you know. They have a very good academy team. Yeah. Um, obviously based on the money they have, who they produce. Obviously, people, people like Gallagher, who we have, you know, Loftus Cheek, etc. So, yeah. Um, um, we fell behind. Uh, about 30th minute goal by Chelsea. Um, then then um Victor Akinwali, who by the way I I really like the look of him and um Adamola Ola Adabomi as a striking duo. Um, I believe, I know, uh, actually, Mola signed a contract recently, a professional contract with Paddy, which is great. Akawadi signed one earlier in the year. So, uh, we were, again, it was 2-1. Um, Chelsea, we uh, got the t- uh, tying goal right before in, a, in injury time of the first half and then no, no goal second half. But it's been a really good season. The only thing I'm more concerned about is that defensively we haven't been that good, you know, throughout the year. But they had a really, you know, they had a really good season. You know, competing against teams like Chelsea, Southampton, you know the well-established academies throughout the years, and us really only becoming category one this season. It's been a very good year for us. So, uh, JD Raymond was out yesterday, unfortunately. Um, Fionn Mooney played yesterday; had a really good game again. And there are some really good youngsters in that in that in that group, and I really hope that they can push on in the near future and make it to the first team.
0: Yeah, I mean, echoed really with the women's team. You're talking about almost unexpected levels of achievement finishing high, that high up the table. Um, and, this, you know, the, the chance today was still for um, Palace women to, to end up finishing second in the table. Right. Obviously, obviously Liverpool, uh, miles and miles ahead of everyone else. Um, but, you know, they ended up finishing a very respectable fourth, so tight at the top. Um, you know, it was, it was a two-all draw today to finish off the season away at Sheffield United. Um, Clifford and McLean scoring, we'd gone two one down at half time. Um I think the one thing I'd like to to mention and Kara, who is often on the show and ardent um advocate of the women's team getting more exposure, um, you know, you you couldn't even watch it today. Yeah. It's just it that needs to change. If we're gonna pay fifty quid for the Palace Player of the Year, then you know, you'd, you'd want the women's team. And I know my, my daughter really wants to watch them and only gets to see random bits of highlights, which are pretty sporadic on YouTube as well. So um, that would be what I'd like to see.
3: Maybe they could use socios to pay it for it, couldn't
0: they? Uh, it's possible, it's possible. Uh, or some kind of periscoped South Korean um, stream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the way forward now. Uh,
0: but the, the, it is worth pointing out that Palace finished above Charlton Women, who were fifth, so there you go um yeah g- great stuff hopefully we'll try and get um someone to come on and have a chat about the season so we can we'll have a word with the with the um the team's um social t- sort of management and see if we can get someone on for a, a show in the off season. Um, just
3: on a wider note there it's good to see you know i've watched 20 minutes of the women's game that was on the BBC One this afternoon. It's really, really coming to the fore. And um, just looking at the crowd, that we were at St James's Park to watch Liverpool win the title today. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. So, um, kudos. And it's really, the sort of last four or five years, it's really sprung forward, hasn't it? When you consider back sort of during the war, there were sixty, seventy thousand. 70,000 attendances for war games because everybody was out fighting it's it's hopefully going to come back a bit more because you know it's the people's game it's not the but, game.
0: but it's only it's only the, the, the women's um, Premier League that's on TV right so it wasn't Liverpool it was Chelsea and Arsenal that were buying for the the title wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean the the, the division that Palace, <clears throat> and that, that, that Liverpool have won, but I mean even even, even so, you know, you, you've got to start. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I mean some. Basically, if if, if Palace got promoted, you, you're talking about them being on terrestrial TV. Um, so if they, you know, if they can do that in the next couple of seasons, that would just be that would be amazing. Um, anyway, <clears throat> let us get on to uh, the game, shall we? Southampton. Went down there, went across there because I live on the coast these days. My God, it was a long train journey there and back, um, but it was worth it. Let's talk about the tactics. Um, a lot of negativity about the lineup, which is, you know, it's expected. Um, Eze on the wing, schlup inside of him, Jimmy Mack in the middle, Wilf and Elise on the bench. Before the game, were you uh, slightly happy you didn't actually buy a ticket there, Nick? Or...
3: Eh, no, because no, you want to. You, you do want to see the whole season for No, I mean, I was going to say in the intro, I kind of uh, tried to preempt myself at this point now. But do we thank Leeds for that lineup, kicking the the nads out of um, Wolves' ankles, leaving them so bruised that Vieira didn't want to risk him for ninety minutes?
0: It's, it, it, it's yeah. very possible. Yeah, I mean. It, let's not get onto that because we'll just go, we'll get angry again, won't we? But um, Patrick, what were your thoughts?
4: With the lineups, I mean, I've been having this back and forth with, uh, with D and the uh, chat about the Chelsea tactics. I don't have a problem with Vieira's tactics. I really don't. The only thing I want to see, I want to see the youngsters get a chance. So I need to see Adam Rack Raksaki, maybe Banks on the bench for the last, whatever, three or four matches because I need him to get some minutes. I mean, I understand that you know why we play Ayu, why you play Schluß. I mean, I I get it. I mean, he's a he's an he's a manager trying to establish a you know something in the in the in the in the in the change room with the players. You can't necessarily just you're not going to drop Ayu for RakSaki. So you know, and as Nick just said, Wolf not playing yesterday to me obviously. I mean, the whole kicking on Monday was a joke with Leeds, so I understand what he was doing there. So I didn't care about I'm just, I'm just personally tired of seeing Schlupp and Ayu play. I have nothing against the two of them. I actually like them a lot. I always root for Ayu to to do well because I hate the fact that he gets a lot of uh, stick. Same with Schlup. But I know what they're going to do for us, so I want to just see, um, you know, the youngsters play. Having said that, really pleased that Eze got to start yesterday because that injury a year ago, almost to the day, was horrific, and to have him come on and again to get more minutes in his legs and then, you know, hopefully kick off for next year is brilliant for me. So, but the lineup, honestly, it doesn't bother me at all, Mike. Except I just want to see youngsters on the bench. So. With 10 minutes left, you're giving Adam Roller some minutes, you're giving Max Saki some minutes, so that can build on that for next year. But who he played this year, honestly, it doesn't matter to me anymore. It really doesn't.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Nick?
4: I was going to come in there controversially
3: with that, uh, Patrick, because I I agree with you um, about playing the youngsters. Now, I was wondering, well, let's keep the players we're going to have next season. Are we going to have Gallagher next year? If not, let's dump him in the 23s and use that place to embed these new players and keep the players in that are possibly going to be with us because otherwise... It's you know, a Nick... Um, I
0: mean, that, that I is controversial.
4: But honestly, I thought about it yesterday. I'm, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't drop the 23s. I, I wouldn't play him anymore, honestly. I don't see the point of playing him anymore. I re, I think that's a, Nick, that's a controversial point, but I agree with you. At this point, and I love Gallagher, what he's done for us this year, but why are we playing him? We're not going to sign him unless the rumours about... I'd marry him say if he joined us.
3: No, I don't no, have No, absolutely. I love him
4: so much. Exactly. But he's not with I'd rather us, play Eze in that spot. You know? And we'll see what Eze could do with, with Macca and Kiyate, for instance, let's just say, or with Hughes and, and uh, Macca, let's say. But I'm with you on that. I mean, listen, I love what Gallagher says. He's been brilliant. I mean, I'm not saying drop on the 23. You can put him on a bench and have him come on. But I agree. If he's not going to be here next season, reason why are we playing him? Because at this point now, we need to see players that we think going to be here next year. Again, unless there's there, I mean, I heard, there's rumours about you know possibly getting him on a loan again. I'd be hundred percent for that for next season. But I'm with you, man. If he's not going to be in next year, don't give him the major minutes we need to give other players that need for next season.
0: Uh, this has got controversial very early. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my t- <laughs> I'm gonna give my two cents on that. I was just gonna pass things over. Um, I'd love to see Raxaki get some minutes, uh, especially um, got a soft spot for him. Seen him live a couple of times. But it's difficult. He's got to please everyone. And you can only imagine that edward has been sitting there patiently, probably not getting many mi- minutes recently. We've got three strikers of, of very similar quality. And uh, you wonder how they'd feel if, if they uh, found themselves on the bench with Raksaki playing ahead of them. I, I think, personally, it's a good time. You know, once we're safe, maybe one more win. And we'd love to see it. And if anyone's going to do it, it's Vieira. So... On that front, would love to see it, but I'm not sure. I think his hands are a bit more tied behind his back. On the on the Gallagher thing, so it brought it brought me on to I've got the train across from Hastings to a few games on the south coast since I moved down there. I moved down there in 2018, I think, and um, I've been to you know Bournemouth away and Southampton away a couple of times, etc. and it's amazing how many more Palace fans are on the train across. You know, Palace fans with the guts to wear a Palace shirt as we change at Brighton. The whole train there and back was full of Palace. No Southampton. And I wonder what the reaction would be from these young, you know, this. uh, it's great to see this sort of group of 18-year-old kids all travelling over to watch Palace away. But when you're... Maybe haven't didn't have a team when you were young. Maybe your mum and dad didn't didn't give you a team, and you've chosen one. Now you probably still want to see Gallagher before he goes. So it's it's a difficult one because um, some of the newer, some of the younger fans might might want to see those players. Um, it, for, I, I think the the good of the team is more important than that. But um, we are doing something right with getting new fans. There's no question because. Just the, the sheer level that Palace have got more popular by being in the Premier League for nine years is just mind blowing. Um, and Vieira could only have helped that along. So we'll see. It's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Um, if he doesn't play again, I certainly won't lose any I sleep do, over it.
3: I do hate the fact, though, that when I first moved to, to where I live, it was mainly Charlton, and now it's mainly Palace kids, but none of them know the misery. And I just want them to know a little bit of that misery
0: so they know. There'll how it be misery. There's plenty there. of misery. We haven't got we haven't got over Wembley yet. Uh, right. don't, yeah, don't worry about that. If they're supporting Palace for us, lovers, they'll get some misery. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's just touch on what went wrong in the first half. Um, we were discussing it in the grounds, discussing it with Chris Clark of this parish and a few other people. For me, as was. He does his thing and I love him, the sort of gliding football, but it didn't seem to be working down the wing. It was a little bit too slow. Um, I thought that we were just a bit more laboured in build-ups than we have been in the past. Um, But it's not that we played particularly badly. Southampton played fairly well. Their dead balls as ever were really good. We can talk about the goal in a minute. I, I think it was very unlucky. I think that MacArthur thought Ward was going to get it, then he didn't and that was it. We were one 0 down. Um, what what went wrong in the first half? Tell me from watching it on the TV, Patrick. Start with you.
4: Sure. Uh, for me, I, I think I think you kind of nailed it with with Ebbs. I I love Ebbs as a uh, as a number ten, but when he's out wide, he's not as effective. Um, because that's the reason why I want to see him play in Gallagher's role. Because I want him to be in an eight position where he can get forward the way that um Gallagher does. He can press and get involved more that way, we are very lacking uh, with width when it's Ayu and let's say Schlapp or, or um, Eze as opposed to Olise and Zaha. But having said that, I thought the, the wide players, and I guess I'm really talking more about even Klein, they put some good balls in, I thought, for Mateta. For headers that he didn't connect on, so I, I I like that part of the game, but I agree with you. I just think the wide players that we had playing out wide are not our, our ideal wide players, and it just hurts the way we play. And again, not having um, Ebbs in a position I think of that he's more comfortable with. But again, I I like the fact that we're getting to that in a minute that um, Vera did make a, did make the change, and, and Ebbs was a little bit more free flowing in the second half, which really helped him and us. But I think first half we were just we just didn't have the right players in the right spots.
0: That's that's what it seemed like in the grounds. I mean, Nick, from from how was it looking from South Korea?
3: Yeah, yeah, it looks as if um, Eze was going to come off moments before he scored as well, didn't he? But but look, I'm I'm going to look at this in a positive way in the fact that we've got a group of players there. We've got Wilf, we've got Eze, um, we've got Elise. Um, we got Iu who can play in lots of different positions. Slup can play in many different positions. That's just five off the top of my head who can play almost anywhere in the front. Maybe apart from up front as a striker, who that Wilf can do. So we're getting a team where we we've got a lot more fluidity in what the players can do, which means we can change a lot more during in game when we need to. And I think that's what happened with Vieira. Um, he wanted to give Eze the minutes. He, look how he brought Elise into the fold and got him going after his back injury, we know that he's good at getting players back to their best. And so, actually bringing him on, yes, he was out on the left, he didn't perform that brilliant, but he'd have learnt something when he was playing, and he's got that all-important goal, which is a big, big step, almost a year to the day, as Patrick says, to his recovery, and that is a real psychological boost that's going to be a complete boost. And it's the
0: first goal, apparently, he scored in front of Palace fans. But read, read that on twitter yes, today. That's, that's that is nuts. I
3: was, yeah. I was cursing that, yeah, it well, makes yes,
4: sense because obviously the goals he scored last year, like the Leeds game, obviously were no fans at all, so yeah, I mean, and it, what I loved about that was um the reaction of the fans, obviously that he scored it in a way, and then obviously, when he got subbed off, the reception he gave him as he was leaving was was brilliant, and again, I I watched the post match interview with him, and you know he's such a he really is a tremendously nice person as far as just a human being. Easy to root for, easy yeah. to like. And, you know, Zaha's comments by him also. You know, again, that injury, again, I, um, it's a devastating injury for him to be back, you know, at the levels that he's getting back to. It does take over a year to get back from it. So I think next year he'll be firing, which will be great for us. It'll be like a new signing. I hate that saying, but it's going to be
0: true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was I put in the show, up you know, was, was Vieira's choices as left field as they seemed um, vindicated in the fact that as they scored the ball came over to him from IU who you know who had his critics before the game right. and Jimmy Mack set up the winner <laughs> so um, we, they're all involved in, in, in us winning that game so um, yeah I mean what can you say um, yeah. was that
3: our, um, was that our strongest bench we've ever 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 had <sighs> it's
4: got to be one of Think about it. It's got to be one of, I mean, you got Wilf, Olise, Benteke, Edward, Will Hughes. That's a ridiculous bench for Crystal Palace to have.
3: They could all, they could all start, and couldn't they? they?
4: all have, so yeah. And, uh, and was Mitchell on the bench? He was, right? Yeah, Mitchell obviously, because Mitchell, Ward played for him. Yeah, absolutely. It had to be our best bench. I yeah. mean, it just bodes well for the future as far as that's concerned. And again, that's that's why, again, I'm, that's why, again, I mean, D and I are having this conversation, but I keep speaking it up, I can't help it, but the tactical Com- complaints about Vieira to me aren't valid because of the fact that he is learning but more importantly you've got so many players to choose from on any given day yeah. of course you're going to want X, Y and Z player to play but again my only thing is again my only issue honestly is just the youngsters getting the minutes I don't care I mean I know you meant to point before Mike about them playing no I don't expect them to start don't get me wrong I don't expect them to start over an ayu or a Benteco or a Edouard because they're veterans they deserve to play but I want them to get minutes that to me you can't you, it's so invaluable to have them get on the pitch at this point this season. Look what they did for Mitchell what, under under Roy and then the following season how he, how he came on. I'm not saying Adam Roller starts for Mitchell next season or Vaxaki starts for us, but the fact we could have them as options off the bench next season and then when Mitchell gets injured, God forbid, and now you've got Adam Roller who's had some minutes, and now you say, okay, that's a decent replacement as opposed to putting Wardy there and, or, or instead of having Schlup out wide, right or... Oh, you've got Ragsaki to come in. You're like saying to yourself, okay, they play before we know how they what they can do. And again, I'm a big academy person. I just it just makes people like Akinwali and you know Adamola and um you know those other players younger down say, okay, I have a chance to get a, a true chance now, not Mitchell one year, then two years before he went one Basaka two years before. You know, what I mean, it's really saying, okay, we're putting two three players in our squad every season. It just makes it to me that much more exciting. That's
0: where I'm coming from anyway. Well, if anyone's going to do it, I mean, it's Vieira, isn't it? Um, I do do just want to read a a, a tweet that um, Tom Dutton put on uh, Twitter. And he's got a tick, so... Yeah, he's,
4: know, yeah he's, I thought he's very good. He's got he puts out some great tweets, match days, days after matches. I love Tom; he's really good. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, ex Evening Standard, apparently. So our goal difference is plus three through thirty-four games. We've never had a positive goal difference through an entire Premier League campaign. Last season was minus twenty-five. Our worst goal difference across a Premier League season since returning in twenty thirteen. Tell me again how Vieira has taken Palace from fourteenth 14th to fourteenth. 14th. Um, yeah, I mean he, he does some things you don't expect. Um, but he's got that in his locker, we're, and that's we were. We spent two seasons moaning that a certain someone else did nothing that we couldn't have guessed. So, um, yeah, I mean, can I come in? Yeah, now? I just want to say I think DR it's is really trolling strong. you pretty hard, Patrick. But I just, just, um, it's, 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 just all, good. it's all good. It's all good. It's all
4: good.
3: I was, I was listening to a Watford fan yesterday, and I, I don't know if you've seen the the, the tweet uh, where the Watford. Well, Palace fans saying, uh, "I really feel bad about uh, upsetting Roy by relegating them," and then there's a clip of Barry from East Enders singing, uh, "I'm going to do it anyway, or we're going to do it anyway," which really made me work well, now. But Watford fans complaining, uh, I'll, "I'll send you a link, I, and maybe."
0: But can we still relegate there. them now? Because I, are there other games before that? Because the fact, the fact oh, that the I other teams know. have all won, I don't, I don't know if we, if we will still relegate them. I haven't sat and done the maths, but. Um, I did. Oh, I right. did see a Watford player, t- uh, Watford fan, just tweeting a picture of Phil Mitchell looking dishevelled, like looking really sad, drinking uh, directly out of a whiskey <laughs> bottle, and he's like, "Yeah, Palace are going to relegate us."
3: <laughs> but I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about Roy. Uh, I try not to, but listening to somebody on Six Oh Six yesterday uh, evening uh, talking about uh, Roy not being the right fit for the job, and it made me wonder. Were our players so good that we stayed up despite of Roy rather than because of Roy? That's all I'm going to say because they they, they haven't won at all. At, uh, at let's let's I, And uh, I was listening to Ray Lewington making terrible excuses for them, but
0: let's just say if Hanbo was on just, the just, if Hanbo was on this, he would he'd give you he'd give you the answer on that. I think um, I'm not sure I know yeah. the answer to that. And, uh, yeah, and Hanbo's what is he, he's doing something with dogs, isn't he today? He's, do- Doggy,
3: and actually, uh, also, Mike. Now you've said it, I can actually see you in my mind's eye sitting down and doing some maths. You've got that look about you.
0: <laughs> Have I? I can promise you, um, yeah. maths is not my strong point. It's definitely not my strong point. No, I haven't yet worked out what my strong point is, really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think our squad is is infinitely better, um, and I know that's why people are saying, oh, it should be Highland full team. It's like I'm sure our net wage bill is lower, and he chose those players. He actively went against the choices that were given to him. So let's, I mean, yeah, Patrick.
4: Yeah, let me just go on that point you were saying just about you know Tom's um tweet and then our position. So I'm not going to go into the managers, but just listen, listen to the um the points, the position, and the um goal difference for our our last nine years and eight years in the Premiership. So our first year. We were 11th, 45 points, minus 15 goal difference. Our second year, 10th, 48 points, minus four goal difference. Our third year, 15th, minus 14, 42 points. Fifth year, sorry, one, two, three, fourth year, sorry. uh, 14th, 41 points, minus 13 goal difference. The following season, 11th place, 44 points, minus 11 goal difference. Uh the following year 49 points 12 points minus 2 easily our best uh, goal difference year um that that was under obviously under um Hodgson um two seasons ago 14th place 43 points minus 19 goal difference and then last year 14th 44 points minus 25 goal difference so as far as you know obviously our best season was the was the Padre year the 10th season but and then goal difference wise, again, we were a minus four. The goal difference wise is definitely the the hot senior of two years ago. But you have to think that the progression up that we've had—we're on forty-one points now. We're in twelfth position. We're we're plus two goal difference. I mean, the, for me, the progression because that's the only way you progress in the league is to is to increase your defending and your goal score. You can't be a minus goal difference and, and consider yourself a progressive team because you're going to end up in the bottom half of the table, guaranteed. So for me, we're, we're definitely building a side that one can defend better, two scoring better. You got Wilf on what thirteen goals this season. The football to watch to me infinitely better. Again, forget arguing about lineups. I can watch this Palace team play. Maybe not the the game because we were, you know, we were definitely not playing because we were about the semi final. I can watch this team play more than any team I can remember since probably the first that first year under Pardew. Every other team I hated watching on Hated watching McEuleis. Yeah. Hated watching Allardyce. Hated watching towards the end of um, um, Pardew. Hated watching under Hodgson all the years, even the year that he kept us up. We were so bad at such a poor start. I couldn't watch it. It got it got progressively worse. So from my standpoint, the eye test tells me, and even the stats tell me, we are a much better team in all departments, and the future is much brighter. Yes, Vieira has a lot to learn. What manager doesn't? Because I mean, me and D's argument like we're we're comparing him to. To um Pep apparently. Pep's uh overthinks things. I said, okay, great, you're comparing him to the best manager in the world, possibly. So the fact that he's learning on the job doesn't bother me because if you'll look at yesterday for an example, our first win after falling behind all season was yesterday. We complained all year about how we would lose leads. I mean, he's getting better as a manager. And I just really I'm just I'm just looking forward to next season more than I have in a very long time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I've got to say, one thing that you do when you compare year on year is you you don't take into account the quality of the other sides. And this season's Premier League is so much stronger than last (laughs) season's. Phenomenal. You've got got 18 sides. Well, all right, take out Man City Liverpool. You've got 16 sides... Not the bottom two, not the top two that can literally beat anyone, and that certainly wasn't the case last year with some of the sides in there. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's not comparing apples for apples. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about super subs. Really, um, do you, do you think we're we're going to become one of those teams where um, it it seems like this is the first season where we've we've had what I describe as a super sub in Aliso? Um, is it is it a good way to go? Do you, do you think it's just necessity due to the fact, like you said, Leeds absolutely destroyed Wilshins, Or um, do you think it's something Vieira tends to do? I mean, I, I don't remember enough about his stint in the MLS to, to know if it's one of his modus, modus operandi, really. Patrick?
4: Well, from my standpoint, um, you know, he was, he was the NYCFC uh, coach, honestly... The squad wasn't as 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 good as here. I would say the better comparison would be the Nice teams that he had. You know, I don't know if you guys know he had Alex Allen, Saint Max, but were going to be star players. Um, so he had a pretty good squad. I think it really depends on the depth of the squads. And again, I think the Nice squad and our squad are comparable from the standpoint. He had some decent players um on the bench at Nice that would come on and impact matches. Um, Pierre uh, Lise Malou from Norwich is on that side. So from that standpoint, you know, he he's, he he could make changes. I think it really depends on the depth of the squad. But again, what I like about him is that he utilizes all of these players. He doesn't really bury players. The only player he ever, he ever buried was, um, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Who's a Man City player? Or why always me?
0: Oh, uh, Balotelli!
4: Balotelli, when he got there, at Nice, he 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 got, bummed about the squad right away because Balatelli was just a nightmare to manage. So him aside, he really does a great job of building a squad of youngsters, veterans, and giving everybody gets a feel for being part of the team. So for me, that's the best comparison. So I think he's very much a squad manager, and I think that super sub thing is something he 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 loves. Again, if you remember, if you yesterday he talked about when he sent Will Ford he gave him a specific job to do, and I know I'm sure I didn't watch the tweets at the time. People saying, why are you putting Wolf up front? Wolf's not a striker, blah, blah, blah. What does Wolf do? He holds the ball up very well. He brings players into the game. His passing's gotten much, much better. And it was a really good finish. So I think with a great swat sort of a great sub, I probably wouldn't have bought in Wolf. I probably brought, brought Benteke in. But that shows you what we know about, you know, about this team. So, you know, super sub wise, <laughs> I think it does a good job. Did
3: um, did that guy remind you of David the against Belgium? <laughs> In the World Cup oh of them years ago, right that the was, end, That, that
0: was, turn great, yeah, that was David Pleat David as a footballer, not even as a manager, just yeah. as a footballer. Yeah. When was it? When was no, this? no,
4: no? He meant to say David Platt, not David Pleat. As well. Oh, okay. David <laughs> Platt, yes. <laughs> no, not David Pleat. David
3: Pleat. <laughs> I'm not that old.
4: <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it's David Platt,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you know, if I don't get one name wrong, a program. It's,
4: it's, we've got to be
3: goal, I was going to
0: say, it? you must be All about right. 100. <laughs> uh, David Platt's 1990 um, yeah. goal against Belgium. No, okay, yeah, wasn't yeah. that on the turn over his shoulder? On the
3: turn. Well, well it meant as much. What, so I don't know. What, I'll it tell you football.
0: what. It just reminded me of we the... We went nuts in... It, like. Just absolutely erupted in, in the away end. I don't quite know why Southampton give as many away tickets as they do because there's enough of you to, to, to really sort of take over the volume of the ground. Um well, and
3: again, that's the thing I noticed, sorry yeah. Mike
0: to, to interrupt you
3: there. Having gone to every game this season, um how fucking great Sellhurst is for atmosphere. Uh, because you go to all the other grounds and bar Leeds and maybe a couple of others, nowhere touches well, yeah. and going away Palace outsing pretty much every team. Maybe not so much against Leicester because, as uh, Patrick said, we, we had other things on our mind. But um, just as a fan base, it's 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 incredible, and there were enough empty hmm. Southampton seats that it's just
0: yeah. I mean. Southampton are one of the, I think it's one of the deadest. It reminds me of the Amex, to be honest. Um, I think. That,
3: are they going for a Stoke thingy, do you think? You know Stoke went really, really dead after being up for so long. Do they need to go down uh, for a couple of years to really... I,
0: I don't job? feel that they ever had much of an atmosphere. The, the acoustics in the ground are not great. It all adds... The, the, the fact that they're um, expensive, like um, boxes are, are right where the. the the militant fans are it it doesn't yeah it doesn't lend itself to being much of a loud venue um but also they were out of there in a flash some of them were some of them it was a a steady stream of people leaving before we scored the second and then by the time we'd clapped the team off there wasn't a single Southampton fan left in view I mean they were they were gone they were out of there didn't see any outside one guy on the train bit Larry um and uh, he was, you know, talking about Southampton being proper fans. I was like, no, they're not proper fans. And he's like, oh, well, better than Portsmouth. And I was like, no, Portsmouth fans would have stayed till the end. Um, you know, it's, it's so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a university town. It's 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 quite it's quite transient. It's hard. Is that is that
3: League Portsmouth who took three and a half thousand to Sheffield Wednesday? Oh, there you it?
0: go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so wrap up with a few stats. I think. Um, it was it was a fairly even game um, in in stats wise. Um, oh, I've gone to load it, and there you go. Uh, we had fourteen chances and ten from open play. They had eight and five from open play. Obviously, set pieces are where they they really do their damage. Um, I did see. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. Southampton. Set a, put a picture out on their official Twitter of Ward Prowse after the game with him and his hand up ready to kick a ball, saying "preceding fortunate events." And then a load of Southampton fans going, "You realise we lost, right?" <laughs> um, they, they they rely on it way way too much. Um, it was it was interesting that the, the left hand side is where they they had almost all of their joy, um, stats wise. Back that up, you know they they had more down the left than they did in the middle third and the right hand side so it could be that they've decided that they wanted to try and attack Kleini, but you know i think he, i think he did pretty well and they did, they didn't get too many crosses in from from open situations it was all dead ball stuff comes back again so perhaps we need to sort out the uh, the fouls issue um and of course the fact that it was another terrible performance from the referee um i don't understand i, I i've seen the the footage back of ius supposed uh, foul where he got the ball perfectly and he looked really annoyed. Um, any other comments on the on the referee? I mean, is it even worth it these yeah, days? Wasn't he,
3: wasn't he the great Australian hope we all heard about? And Well, what I did notice, my, my thoughts were during the second half was he was not giving a lot that a lot of other refs would have given. And actually, that's where you've got the inconsistency. If you're going to ref and say, look, man up, you're going to get some tackles like that. Just get on with the game. Be a little bit harder, will you? Or you have got to say, "Oh, we touched you." Therefore, that's a fair. It's the consistency across individual refs. And unless you have the same one person refereeing every single game, you're not going to get that consistency.
4: So it is what it is. And Mike, just touch it on the stats. Going back to real quickly. Um, yeah. Can you take a take a guess? Either one of you. I know Mike. You probably just saw it, but Nick. You know what our possession stats were yesterday, as far as percentages. Take a guess at the
0: number for Palace.
4: Sixty-two percent. You see,
0: what you've done there is you've guessed so high that you've you've, right. you've taken away from Patrick's point, haven't you?
4: Exactly. But <laughs> that, that is ridiculous. For one, for Palace yeah, in general, but for an away match. I mean, I know we've done it a couple of times this season. I've actually looked it up, but it's something that's become in a, a staple of, of Vieira football, and that's why I've said before about how I can watch Paddy's play now, where before I couldn't watch us play because at least we're getting on the ball. You know, we're ball dominating and it's fun to watch as opposed to on a piece Band where we just give the other team ball and we're on a counter attack. Again, I get Palace's DNA has been the counter attack, but this style of football is so much better to watch. And it's the way to play in, you know, this type of you know, Premier League, as Mike said before, take out the top two teams, the bottom two teams, everyone else is very even. So if you don't, if you can't dominate the ball and obviously convert by scoring goals, you're not going to be able to compete. So again, I just think it's so much better to watch.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think that Southampton's game plan, and they're, they're not really a part of him. team. We've said board prowls. I mean, where are they if they haven't got they, him? They're down.
4: And there are rumours he down. might be getting sold to um, somebody. Like, well, um, So if he gets yeah, sold, yeah. you're right. But right. their
3: game plan their game plan would have been, and they're like Watford in their shithousery, is get board prayers. Wides are up. Try and get <laughs> yep. him sent off. That would have been their main game plan. He's not on the pitch <laughs> at the beginning. They're going to be looking at each other going, right, Fuck, wind what up do next. we do now?
0: Sorry, um, I don't know. On that, one of the comments on Twitter when we asked for some feedback was from Paul Nash, and he simply said, "Why is Shane Long such a c-word?" Um, I don't need to answer that, really, Paul. Um, DNA he's in his blood. He's, he's Yeah, he's part. He's part of a team that play that way. So what can you do? Um, on that note, let's uh, let's just have a bit of listener feedback and there's a particularly interesting little thread that, uh, Ebo, uh, regular contributor in the comment section. he kind of, he kind of had a thread with himself, uh, which is nice to see. Um, so I'm going to read out his comments because they are, yeah, they're thought provoking. I, th- I think it'd probably lead, lead to a little conversation from us. Um, and it's just, it's going slightly deeper with, with stuff than we usually do. So he said, saw so much negativity aimed at the usual players after the Southampton opener, people questioning PV. We were by far the better team despite being 1 0 down at half time. Do you think some fans are being a bit deluded and have unrealistic ideas as to what the team can achieve at present? With that in mind, Steve's replied to himself here, do you agree that this has been a successful season? The rebuild has only just started, and I can see we're making the right moves in terms of recruitment and tactics. The summer is just stage two with the rebuild. There's a few players' contracts ending. My opinion, for what it's worth, is we're much further ahead than I thought we'd be. I know that's Hanbo's opinion too. Mid-table finish in a semi is all I hope for, and I presume you mean by uh, by that a semi-final, Evo, uh, not something else, because um, <laughs> uh, that, well, that's, that's a bit blue for this pod. Um, and I hope for every season. I didn't expect it after the upheaval last summer. So, yeah, I mean... The ne- negativity, are some fans, his words being a bit deluded, have unrealistic ideas? Or is it just in the moment, passion, anger? And, you know, when we're playing well, going 1-0 down, you just, you'd lash out.
4: I think from a Twitter standpoint, it's definitely Double. at the moment to wind people up type of thing. I think if you're a reasonable Paddy fan, and there are a lot of them out there, there's absolutely no way you don't think this has been a successful season Um again, uh, clearing out some of the deadwood from last season, getting players on a permanent like at Anderson, Olise Edward, who hasn 't a great season, but hopefully will next season, getting players like mateta to to come through uh play so well, getting Mitchell into the side as a stalwart, um getting Wolf to his highest goal total ever, getting to a semi final, watching the way that we play i mean it's been and again, this is the first year of a rebuild. I mean I'm not a I am mean, not a transfer rumor person, but reading some names that we've been linked to um has me very excited. You know, I I mean I was the core. is is a really good player to came from Lons. I mean, getting one Bissaka back possibly for right back would be would be brilliant, even I think Klein's been really, really, really good in the time he played this season. But just the fact that we you know we'll be adding more because there's gonna be players that are gonna be leaving. I mean I, and I, I get I get the whole Twitter reaction, but I've I really become to the point where I understand people just do things on Twitter just to get a reaction because that's who we are and that's who they are. But I think if you're being reasonable, this has been a very successful first season. And I think that if you listen to Vieira talk and how he says he loves the club, the whole Palace Foundation comments that he's made and the whole thing about the team, if he sticks around here for four or five years, mm. we are going to have the best time as Palace that we've ever, ever had.
3: And he said that he wanted to stay, didn't he? Yep. He alluded to the fact that he wants yep. to stick around, didn't he? Which is great. And, you know, you add to that, Patrick, you've got the the academy. You've Bingo. You've got the women's team. You've right. got the under-18. You've got the under-23. We've got this big catchment area. We've got an absolute legend superstar in charge. You've got a chairman that's been in long enough <laughs> to actually know what he's doing, so he's not making great. naive decisions. You've got Dougie Friedman who everybody chats. You've got the fact that Twitter's a microcosm of society and you're <laughs> gonna get tosses on there anyway, so there's always gonna be comments like that. But most importantly for myself, I am enjoying go. going to football and watching how we play and watching how we are trying to make progress and seeing a team of 11 players who have bonded, gelled, playing with smiles on their faces. And we all love each other at sellhurst It is just the best times for a long, long
4: time. So long, slightly long off time. topic. Gonna... Sorry, Mike. Slightly off topic. So today, and I'm a big YouTuber, I like to watch it a lot. So for some reason, the algorithm popped up on back of the nest the crystal palace full and watch long from last season. So I started to watch like the first ten minutes. So it's me, Hambo, and D from last year, and I the nil nil. And I am telling <laughs> you right on. now, to listen to that game and how miserable I was. And I am talking about miserable beyond belief. And saying, can the season be over? I can't take this manager anymore. Just get me to the end of the season, please, uh, Parish. Fire this man. End of the season. And then to go back to there to now, the difference is so unbelievable. There's no way you're going to get me to be down on this Palace side this season because last year I was truly hating, hating football. And I've fought past since I was five years old, which is now 52 years ago, early 70s, when we were in the first division, your first division. And I, so I go back a long way. So I've seen all the ups and downs. So for me to hate Palace when I've seen us be as low as we can possibly go is really, really bad. So for me to now say to you, I love what I'm seeing. and I'm looking forward to the future. It means a lot. And that, that, that watch-along, look, look, quick look back today, really puts in perspective for me. I mean, I was miserable last year, just absolutely miserable. And I'm 100% different right now as we speak, so... <laughs>
0: Well, that is good to hear. Um, I just want to say, Nick. It sounds like you, you must be on some tablets because you—you've you got up.
3: sixty-five tablets oh. to yeah, take yeah. a day. The steroids yeah. end today. I, I, I might—I might go on a massive crash. It's, but yeah, it's—it's it's put me in good mood. I, I loved your uh, the way you the tone of your voice really raised to a high pitch of ingenuity. Yeah, well, there yeah, you go. It's uh,
0: it's amazing. I, I just want to um, just want to say something that, uh, at Briscoe Eagle, Colin. I was put in reply to Ebo on Twitter, which I think is uh, very much more perceptive than certainly I would be. Uh, agreed, the contrast in Patrick's style compared to Roy's reign has given some fans a false picture of where we are as a team. Um, I think that's probably a really good point. You know, when you start playing the kind of football that Sky Sports wax lyrical about and, and you're playing the kind of forward-thinking, creative football that Really, only usually teams that are mainstays of the Premier League play. um, There is an uh, suddenly a higher expectation amongst maybe people that are not long, long term Palace fans, and it comes back to what I said. You know, our our fan base is just exponentially growing, Um, and as a result, you just get those people with much shorter. Uh, fuses when it comes to, to football being bad. You know, when you've got Chelsea, if che- if Chelsea do something, you know, lose a game, they're, they're, their fans can be horrific. You know, Man United fans moaning that even though they're still, what, seventh in the league or something, other teams would, would bite your arm off for that. So, bite the, oh, That's the wrong phrase. And bite their own arm off for that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that um, it's probably because we've been so successful in staying in the Premier League, that as soon as you see some pretty forward-thinking football, you just expect them to win all the time. But it doesn't work like that. There's 16 good teams. And just because we're playing better football to watch, it hasn't helped Leeds. They're in a relegation battle, aren't they? So um, the one thing I will say is it seems like Brighton, Leeds and everyone... Sky Sports loved them as a result of their free-flowing football, but Palace never seemed to get quite the same, same love. Who'd have
3: thought four years ago that a Patrick Bamford injury would put a team into a relegation crisis? Oh, there you go.
0: There 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 go. I'm
3: sorry, but yeah. that's just <laughs>
0: <bit>. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And that, that just shows how little the margins can be in the Premier League. Um, right, let's just end the show with a few uh, four-word reviews from straight after the game. I'll throw a few at you, gentlemen, and I will then ask you to uh, to give your thoughts. Um. So, let's go for it, shall we? I'm just just stalling while my uh, while my page loads. I apologise.
3: Uh, we do have a currently higher better goal difference than Man United. While I'll fill in with that. That so, is amazing.
4: The
0: so yeah. so. That's amazing. So, so beat them at last from Renshaw Barker. We we do we do have a surprisingly rubbish record against Southampton. Um, Did anyone have a bet on it winning yesterday? No, no way. (laughs) Uh, And then Ebo himself wrote, "Have that negative Nellies." So so there you go. I like that. Uh, I mean, a well-deserved victory. Would you say that that's the case?
4: Yeah,
3: they, better than them. Yeah, they only had, their, yeah, they they only had very, their set plays. How many shots on target? They were very negative after their
4: after their goal. And again, you, you mentioned it, Mike, about how it was a you know decent goal by them on the set piece. But I don't think they necessarily played that well Or, or Even tried, they had what was it, eight shots, nicked to our fourteen. So on on goal, they had three on target. We had five on target. So
0: uh, yeah, as um, SF, Jerry the era convicted, then validated.
4: <laughs> that sums up pretty much. <laughs> Fair. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's what we've been discussing for forty five minutes, Jerry. Yeah, that you've summed it. up into four words, yeah. um, Kevin at uh, Kevin Ta Steph. Squad rotation work today. I think we I think we can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Siegels CPFC one player of the season, presumably uh, referring to the fact that that is now up in the in the preview show. Apart from talking about choose your own adventure books, which got me thinking about my youth, so cheers Albert for that. Um, on those, if people remember them, um, my mum was always like she's proper tight, so she'd buy like ex-library books of choose your own adventures, but they'd be missing like pages, so I couldn't finish the book. Yeah, oh, but, no. uh, but yeah, kudos for that, Albert. Uh, but yeah, player of the season, uh, both Albert and um, and Sam Heskiff went for. Mark Gay, a uh, quick word from each of you on who's yours would be, realising there's still four games left?
4: I'll be honest with you. I've, I, I, I listened to this. Oh, I I really think Gay is a great pick. But honestly, for me, it's between Gallagher and Zaha. And I, I really can't pick Gallagher because he's not our player. And that's the only reason I wouldn't pick him. But honestly, without him, we don't do what we do this year. To I me, mean, you've got to give it to Wilf because the 13 goals, the way he's played this season have been so important to us. So as much as I think Gay' has been absolutely brilliant this season, um, I'd have to give it to Wilf. But if he wins, I would say it would be well-deserved. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, Nick?
4: Um,
3: I'm going to say, not technically the best player, but my favourite player this season has been...
4: Uh, Mateta. <laughs> <Philippe> <laughs> Mateta. Good for
3: you. I love him. Again, he's just... He's. I've seen him improve. I've seen the runs he's made get better. Mateta. Um, he's got a brilliant chant, which I must do a remix of Eskifs uh, once I download that because I've got a few weeks off. Um, his goal against Millwall was one of my favourite goals of the season. Um, you know, you almost know what you get going to get from him, and he's like a uh, kind of. Gone wrong, Balassi, in the fact that you don't know what he's going to do next. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. Uh, but it's got a lot less finesse than Balassi had. But he's he's just getting more and more skillful, and he's keeping Benteke right. and Edouard out because he's playing the system well, and so, just getting the goals. And yeah,
4: so I want to add, Mike. Favorite. I don't know, if, and Nick. I don't know if you guys have this in in England, but in America, thing is called the comeback player of the season. Do they have that award at all? Have you heard that award at all? No, it sounds right, good. Right, so the NBA has it, NFL has it. So I think if it was we had that award for Palace, it would have to be Mateta because his comeback from last season, being buried by by Hudson in the you know after scoring that great Brighton goal, and to do what he's done this season, because I'll be honest with you, I don't think we do as well as this year without what he's done. And I love Benteke, and I really like Edward. I hope Edouard has a bounce back season like Mateta's had, but without him this season, we don't go as far in the cup. We don't just win in the league. So. If he gets a great shout by Nick as far as... He won't win it, but he deserves an award this season. He's been absolutely brilliant this season for us. And like I said, without him this season, we don't go as far as we've gone. Theo done a great job in, in under, unravelling what I think is a very, very important player for us.
0: I mean, Mill will always been the game of the season for me in terms of experience. And he was a huge part right. of that, obviously. Yes. But for comebacks, I mean, Nathaniel Blind. Klein. You know, people didn't even want to sign him. Um, I was so happy. And the fact that, it, you know, he's become mainstay of the first team, he's still got so much left in him. Right. It's just, yeah, I mean, who knows? I'd be happy with Gay. I'd probably vote Wilf myself just because, um, you know, nobody was quite sure what was going to happen after. Right. He didn't get his move. Yeah. Um, I've been very happy with Anderson. Oh, anyone really, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a couple more comments then we'll wrap it off. Hey, sorry yeah.
3: Before you go on, it just makes a nice change. How many seasons in a row did we have? Whoever the goalkeeper. Sparoni. Yeah, it didn't
0: Sparoni, Sparoni won it three years in a row, didn't he? Johnny Parr.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um CFC, CFC CPC, CPFC. Barbarian, 1861. Ward Ploughs, Ward Prowse. Uh, excellent. I mean, it is worth saying Ward's had a, a couple of um very spicy games and um yeah he's got there's a side to him that you you don't see that often so fair enough uh, a few people including mr serious saying back to winning ways and then we'll just end up with Lee Munden. um madness in the away end madness in the away end it clearly was um i don't know how much you saw on the tv but um crazy stuff there's just, there's the kind of corrugated area at the back where everyone could make a makeshift drum so Um, It works really well for making the noise. And, you know, a few people went over a couple of uh, rows of seats. So it was a good day out. Fun had by all.
3: Yeah, I... Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris Clark, who does like to sit three rows from the back where everybody bangs, it was getting to the point of, do you want me to put your tickets next to me? No, I can't stand a bloke banging the Leicester sign at the back of the stand, get drum. Put us down the front a bit more so we can get out quicker. No, I know it was him. He likes to
0: Well, to he to he chose drum. some seats that weren't that close to the HF, and and we were, as a result, right in the middle between two sets of singing, not really <laughs> sure which song to join in <laughs> with that were both totally different timings. <laughs> so um yeah it's, it's hard i think it's to stick one area or the others next time uh anyway thank you very much for listening to the show and thanks in particular to everyone who got in touch today we do read all of them we can't use them all but everything we get helps us create the show so it is appreciated and special thank you to anyone that leaves a review please please if you if you haven't done it before leave a review on apple Podcasts wherever you can leave a review it really helps because it means that we go up in the algorithms as soon as people start typing in crystal palace we'll be up there near the top so thank you very much we know how many crystal palace pods there are these days so if you've been listening to it for years then it's appreciated because there's many other places you could go as ever plenty more content for you across our social accounts mainly dr trolling patrick a wealth (laughs) of live and recorded shows for you over on youtube Including instant max reaction and a chance to get involved. Find us on everything by searching Back of the Nest and like, subscribe and be merry. Until next time, then, come on, you palace.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com